0: Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our current series, God With Us. This four-week Christmas series looks at God as Emmanuel, God With Us. We'll take a closer look at how God is with us through the valley, in the desert, on the mountain, and in the waiting. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Morning, Valley Brook. My name is David Siler. I'm the student pastor here. Uh, I didn't do this first service, but I want to do it now. I want to take advantage of this platform being the student pastor. So Wednesday night, we're having our uh, Kali Christmas party for grade six through twelve. This is like the most epic night of the year. So we're having a catered meal. It's going to be awesome. You know, uh, bring $5, uh, also we're gonna have lots of games and prizes and uh, short Christmas message. So if you're a teenager, if you have teenagers, if you live near teenagers, um, invite them to that. We'd love to have them, 6.30, 8.30. Um, at the same time, there's a Christmas party for uh, children's grade two through five as well. So I was like, I had to take advantage of that and advertise that, because it's gonna be a, uh, a great night Together. So, um, invite you guys and friends and neighbors and random teens on the street. If you want to give them a card, then uh, feel free to do that as well. Um, So, you know, we're in this season uh, of Christmas and everything leading up to it, and we're in this series called God with Us. Um, So, this is all about having the presence of God in your life in various seasons that we're going through. Uh, As we heard earlier, Matthew 123 says, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So we see that through every season. God is with us, no matter what season we're in. Um, and we experience his presence in a different way through different seasons. The first week we talked about the presence of God in the valleys. And we saw that we may enjoy God on the mountaintops and the high points of our life, but we grow to know him more intimately in the valleys and, and the difficult times. Last week we talked about God in the wilderness. We saw that he whispers us to us during these times because he's close to us. Sometimes we want to hear God like yelling or crying out to us, but when we are in the wilderness, that's the time that God whispers to us. We're able to know him in a, in a closer way. Um, you know, if I'm whispering to someone across the room and I don't have a microphone on, if I'm whispering to them, they're not going to hear me. And even if they know that I'm whispering, they'll be like, what? What? But when you're, when you're close, when you're intimate with God, he can whisper to you and speak to you um, through those times. So in the wilderness, our needs become a gift because they help us to depend on God and be close to him. Today we're going to talk about God's presence with us in the storms, in the storms of life. Sometimes these storms can be can be small and pass by pretty quickly, and you may not even know that you're in those storms, or you forget about them because they were so small. But other times they can last for a long time, and they can be difficult to get through. And it's just a major struggle that we have, and we can struggle with patience and and different issues. Um, Even more difficult is when they're a long storm, but they're destructive. We feel like they're they're tearing up our world and um, and our whole life is thrown upside down. And that can take a lot of time to come back from. The fact is, you know, no matter what storm it is in our life, I think all of us realize that like, life is difficult. Um, and if your life has never been difficult, then it, it will be. It's, come, it's coming at some point. Um, so life is hard. Um, you know, Maybe you're going through a storm of divorce or depression. Maybe it's a financial storm or a struggle with a family issue or a struggle with your job. Um, so we have to ask this question, like, how do we deal with these storms that we're going through? Like, how do we get through them? How do we work through them? How do we um, handle them without our lives falling apart? You know, how do we recover from them once we kind of move past it? Because sometimes even when you're in a storm and you feel like you're past it, you still have to work um, your way out of that pit, and you have to work past the struggles that you've had um, and the effects of the storm. Unfortunately, um, a lot of people, when they have storms in their life, um, their first instinct is to blame God. They say, God caused this. Um, you know, why did he cause this? Why did he make this happen? Um, and even if they don't blame God, they assume that he's not there with them. They, they're in a storm, and they wonder, like, why did God leave me? Uh, why is he not here? Why is he not helping me through this? Why is he not walking alongside me? Or they assume that maybe it's not God that caused it, but he's just letting it happen. And they ask the question, why is God letting this happen to me? Or they ask, why is he not stopping the storm right now? Like, I prayed that one time, and God, he should just be solving this problem for me. But he's not, so why is God not solving this problem? Sometimes we want God to be like a magic genie and we pray and we just expect him to grant our wish immediately. Um, you know, We have that microwave mentality of like, I should press and I see the timer counting down and my problem is solved in 30 seconds. Or if you're making popcorn, two minutes and 30 seconds because that's how long it always takes. Um, give or take a few seconds. So, um, you know, we blame God, but don't allow the presence of a storm in your life to cause you to doubt the presence of God. That's a quote from Craig Rochelle, and I'll repeat it several times um, throughout this message because I want all of us to remember that as we're going through storms. So remember, he, um, God is here with us through every storm and through every uh, various season of our life. God is there with us. So the first point is, God is with us in the storm. The main passage we're going to look at is in Acts chapter 27. Um, Before we dive into it too much, I want to give you a little bit of background um, so we kind of understand the context, understand what's going on. So the background is there was a ship, um, and in the harbor that the ship was in, it wasn't suitable for winter. So most of the workers, they said, we need to sail along Crete. We need to get to a different shore where we can stay um, for the winter wintertime. We can be safe and, and, you know, not tear up the ship. And, and they're like, this is what we need to do. So they were sailing along Crete. Um, and we'll see here in a few minutes that, that Paul was there with them, and Paul kind of warned them, um, but they didn't listen. So they're sailing along Crete, and a big wind and storm came and caught the ship. They were thrown all around the Mediterranean Sea. It's swirling. Um, you know, they're howling pretty much lost control of the ship. So they're there, the storm gets worse and worse. As time went on, um, three days in, they said, hey, we just need to throw all this stuff overboard so we can maybe help gain control and, and just manage it a little bit better. So they threw their beds, they threw their luggage, they threw a lot of food, and really all the supplies they didn't need at that moment. They threw it over, overboard to make it easier to manage. So I want to pick up in verse 20, Um, and I want to read like this verse, and then we're going to stop. We're not going to put anything else on the screen because I got a little thing to share with you after that. So verse 20 says, "When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, we we finally gave up all hope of being saved." So they're in the storm, you know, everything's getting thrown around. They've given up. They've thrown everything overboard. And they finally just gave up hope. They said, we're not going to be saved. Our life is over. So they're in the middle of this. And in verse 21, um, we're going to see in just a second that the apostle Paul speaks up. So when we see like Paul speaks up, we're expecting Paul, he's a man of God. He's you know, going to give like, words of inspiration and saying, God is going to save us. You know, God has this, and, and he's going to explain all this. But then, Paul, when he, he speaks up, instead of giving these words of inspiration, he says, guys, I told you so. I told you, like, this was going to happen. We're going to have this storm, everything's going to be turned up, and it's all your fault, and you're all going to die. That's not exactly what he said, because he didn't say we're all going to die. But, but he's like, I told you so. You know, he was like, and, and we, when we hear that, we might be like, man, Paul was just being a little brat. But that wasn't actually the case. But Paul, he says, like, I told you so. This is what I told you was going to happen. So that gives him some some credibility, like, I know what I'm talking about. So what he actually says um, is he says, Men, you should have taken my advice to not sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself from this damage and this loss. He goes on to say, But now I urge you to keep courage because not one of you will be lost. So this is where the inspirational Paul is coming in, and the man of God, and he says, Last night an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong and to whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep your courage, men, for I have found faith that the God. I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. So if we look back, um, he says, last night an angel of God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me. He's saying the angel was, was right beside me. He was right here with me. It wasn't an angel of God, you know, talked to me from the heavens and from far, and, far, far away and told me this. He's like, the angel of God was, was right beside me. He was here with me. And what we have to remember is when we're going through storms, like God is right beside us. God isn't off in the distance yelling or watching or standing on the sidelines. He's there right beside us. Um, so before we continue, I want to talk, I think there's three different types of storms that we go through. Um, three different causes. So I want to kind of touch on those before we move, uh, before we move ahead. The first type of storm, and this isn't really what we want to hear or what we'd like to hear about, but I think this is one of the types of storms we go through. These are storms created by ourselves. Like These are the storms that when we go through them, it, it's our fault that we're going through them. And that's what we see from Acts 27. You know, Paul, a man of God, told them, like, this is what is going to happen. And they didn't listen. It was their fault that they... Um, that they went into the storm and that they went through. Um, you know, so that's an example. But a lot of times we try to blame other people for our problems. We try to say, you know, well, this storm wasn't my fault. It was their fault. You know, it was this person's fault. Uh, sometimes we blame a spouse or a coworker or a family member or friends or blame the kids or blame the, the person down the street um, for the storm that happens in our lives. Even worse, a lot of times we blame God. Uh, we blame God for our mistakes, uh, and we say, well, God is making this happen, um, when instead we need to take ownership for our own actions and our own causings of that storm. So I work with teenagers, right? So I hear this from, from teens, from kids all the time. When they get in trouble, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's, it was his fault. Or I only did that because this person made me. It's like, we're responsible for our own actions. Um, even funnier, and this, this makes, always makes me laugh, because um, I ask students, like, well, how's school going? Or they say, well, I can't come to this, and I say, why not? It's like, well, because I, I'm failing a class, and I have to, have to get past this. And, you know, I ask, well, why? Why are you failing in that class? Because, of course, they're, like, getting A's in every other class. But, like, this one class, they're failing. And, and when I ask why, they're like, it's my teacher's fault my teacher's terrible. I have a terrible teacher. They're horrible. And, like, I understand, like, there are bad teachers. You know, all of us um, who are adults can probably look back and we think of, like, that one teacher that was just awful. Um, But they say, oh, it's it's my teacher's fault. It's their fault I'm failing. And then I I say, well, like, did you do your homework? No, I never do my homework. (laughs) It's like, but it's my teacher's fault. You know, they, 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 like, you know, didn't do this. Well, what about that paper you had? Did you, like, do it and turn it in? No. <laughs> did you study for the test? No. But, but it's my teacher's fault. And then I have to tell them like, no, it's not. Like, if you failed the test and you didn't study, it's your fault because you didn't, you didn't try. Or maybe it even goes farther and it's like, well, my teacher said that I can, I can turn in the paper late. Well, did you? No. It's like, it's completely your fault that you're failing that class. Sure, the teacher might be bad, but you're not putting forth any effort to pass that class. It's easier for us to blame other people for what we're going through. Um, You know, In the very beginning of of the Bible, you have Adam and Eve, and um, when, after they eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and God, ask them, like, what happened, Adam, the first thing he says is, well, she made me do it. Or he even kind of blames God because he's like, that woman that you gave me, she made me do it. Instead, what he should have done is said, yes, I I did that. I made that mistake I ate from the tree. Because no one forced him to. You know, he was right there with Eve the whole time and he knew what was going on and instead of stepping up and saying we shouldn't do this, he just kind of went along with it. So, again, these are these storms in our life that we cause um, that are consequences of our own actions. Instead of placing blame on others or instead of placing blame on God, we need to take responsibility. Um, You know, a lot of the storms that I went through in my life were my fault because I didn't know how to listen and I didn't know how to admit that I was wrong. Um, I would get in arguments with my mom and she would raise her voice, and then I would have to one-up her and raise my voice even more. Um, You know, these are storms that I caused myself. Um, Sure, like other people were involved, but I just continued to make it worse and continued to increase the severity of the storm because I did not listen. Um, I've said, I've told students and and other people and even parents before that um, I was never wrong until I got to college. What I really mean by that is I never admitted that I was wrong until I got to college. Um, so these are storms in my life that I, that I caused and that I made worse. Maybe you have a problem with, with finances um, in your life and you get deep into debt because you ignored advice from people. Maybe you were just simply um, reckless with money and, and didn't think before you, um, you know, spent money so you're getting kind of deep into into debt and into that pit. Maybe you had issues with a spouse that could have been easily avoided by talking about things ahead of time or simply compromising on things. Maybe a job was lost because um, you disrespected a boss or was simply lazy or didn't show up or you're always late. You know, these are consequences of our own actions. Sometimes we place blame on other people or blame on God for the storms in our life. But instead of placing blame on others, we need to simply admit our mistakes and ask for forgiveness. Another type of storms, though, are storms that are brought on by other people. They're storms that are brought on by people around us. Sometimes we're caught in a storm just because of the actions of um, people that are in our lives, or people that we don't even know. Maybe they're um, you know, neighbors or a drunk driver or things like that. Maybe as a kid, your parents got divorced and you are separated from one of your parents. You know, that wasn't your fault. That was a storm that was brought on by other people's actions. Or maybe someone at work lied to your boss. They said something about you. They placed blame on you when it was actually their fault and you got fired because of what they said. Maybe a parent or a spouse um, in your life just got up and left. It had nothing to do with, with you, um, but you're in a storm and you're suffering consequences. Maybe it was a long, long time ago that that happened to you, but you're still dealing with that and still struggling with that today. Maybe you're bullied at school um, or bullied at work and you can't do anything but try to run away and try to avoid that. Um, you know, These are consequences. These are storms that happen because of other people's actions. The third type of storms that we go through are storms that happen simply because we live in a broken world. We live in a, in a messed up world, we live in a world of struggles, of hurt, and of pain. And there are things that happen simply because we live in that world. You know, these are three types of storms that we need to be aware of. Um, whatever the reason for the storm, never let the presence of the storm make you doubt the presence of God in your life. He is right there with you in the storm. Again, um, verse 22 of Acts 27, Paul says, keep courage, keep your faith. The storm will not take you down. And in verse 23, he says, the angel of God stood right beside me, stood right there with me. Just imagine that you're in the middle of the storm You're in the middle of a a painful struggle and time in your life and the presence of God is with you right now, right beside you. The angel is there. God is always with us through the storms. In Psalm 139, David asks, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through in your life, God is there. He's right there by your side. Even if you're like Jonah, disobeying God, trying to run away from him, he's still there. No matter how fast you think you can run, no matter how far you think that you can get from God, God is faster. He can follow you, he will follow you, he'll chase you, and he'll be right alongside you no matter how far away you think you are. No matter how far you think the storm has thrown you uh, in your life, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, God is there. God can, you can't run from God. God is always there with you. He can always keep up. Jesus takes us through the storms. That's the second thing we want to talk about this morning. Jesus takes us through the storms. When you think that you are so far away from God or that God just left you, God is there and Jesus wants to walk with you through these storms. Real peace isn't found in a life that is without trouble. That's the mistake I think a lot of people make in Um, their teaching or their thoughts on God, we think, if we accept Christ, if we're following him, like, our life will be easy. It'll be simple. We'll have lots of money. We'll always have a job and he'll always bless us. That's just not biblical. That's not realistic. Sometimes God, um, you know, allows us to go things so that we can grow. If you're in school and you never struggle, if you're never challenged, you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn more. Um, you know, we learn through the storms. The storm can cause emotional and mental turmoil, but you can't give up hope because God is there with you. Um, God wants to walk with us through the storm. He wants to use the storm for our good. We may look at the storm and say, this is bad, this is terrible, this is wrecking my life. Um, And while we don't blame God for it, God wants to use that bad experience that hard, that difficult storm so that we can grow. He wants to use it so that we can grow and that we can do a great work in the lives of other people in the future. What we learn through the storms, how we grow, we can help others grow and help others get through storms later on. God will use you to, God will use it to help you grow, to mature, to um, to, to grow in your faith, to grow in your relationship with him. He doesn't cause the storms again, but he uses those bad storms for good. Jesus takes us through the storms. But uh, I think the thing that we, that we make a mistake on is we assume that God will just take us through the storms, that Jesus will just take care of it, or we assume that we can solve those problems ourselves. That's always... Uh, Honestly, that's always my mistake, is I'm a fixer and when I'm going through a hard time, I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to solve this problem? Or when I know someone who is, or there's a struggle in family, I'm like, what do I have to do to solve this? How do I fix this problem? How do I get through this? When in reality, what I need to be asking is, how is God going to get me through this? I need to be asking God, God, help me in this storm save me, help me grow, help me mature, help me help other people through this storm. Instead of me thinking, what do I need to do? I need to say, what is God going to do? And I need to ask him and I need to pray and I need to cry out to him through that. I drive myself crazy trying to fix those things. But finally, after I try for days or weeks or hours or whatever, God like almost slaps me in the face and says, I'm here this whole time. Why are you not asking me for help? We need to call out to God through the storms and remember God is more powerful than we are. God is stronger, God has a plan, God has direction, and it is better than anything that we can ever imagine. The bottom line is we cannot control when a storm blows up. You can't control how long the storm lasts or how severe the storm becomes. What you can control is where you put your face and you can control when you reach out to God. Psalm 46 says that God is our refuge and our strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. He is our shelter in the storm. He is the one we need to cry out to. We all have different situations, different storms, but we have the same God and the God is there with us through those storms. Even when you feel alone, remember God is there. Psalm 46 again says, He is our refuge and strength. He is our ever-present help. No matter what kind of storm you're going through, no matter how severe, no matter how long it's been lasting, we need to cry out to God for help. We need to sing our praises to Him through those storms. We need to praise God no matter what part of life, no matter what season we are in, and I think when we're in the storms, it's even more important that we praise Him, that we cry out to Him. And in those storms, you know, we're people that are so driven by emotions, and, you know, we say, well, I don't feel like God is there. You're in those storms, and you, we work off our feelings and our emotions, but I think it's even more important when we don't feel God or feel like praising Him, that we do it anyway that we praise God, that we cry out to Him. And remember, God is there. We need to praise Him when we're in the hills, when we're in the valleys, when we're in the forests, when we're in the storms, because He is there. So I want to pray, and then after I pray, let's sing our praises to Him and thank Him because He is good no matter what situation we are in. He is there with us in the valleys and in the storms. Don't let a storm make you doubt the presence of God. Dear God, I thank you so much for this message. I thank you that you are there with us in the storms, that you are right alongside us no matter what. God, I pray that we will, that we will stand, that we will worship you, um, and that we will cry out to you when we're in the storms. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand and praise him.